Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program has been paid for by the Weiner Wellness Clinic. The views expressed in this program are not necessarily those of KDKA or its parent companies. The information provided in this program is for general informational purposes only. Listeners are encouraged to consult with their health provider regarding their specific medical issues. It's time to get well naturally with natural health experts, Dr. Joseph Honigman, Dr. Gideon Orbach, and Jeffrey Nisnik. Dr. Honigman is here in COPD, the topic of conversation. And throughout the hour, if you want to phone in, 866-391-1020, dollar bank, instant access, kdkradio.com. You can text us on the right automotive line, the best deal in town. Good afternoon, Doc. Good afternoon, Rob. So um, first of all, let me introduce myself. Uh, I am Dr. Joseph Honigman of the Weiner Wellness Center, and thank you for tuning in. For those of you listening for the first time, I am a lifestyle and wellness-oriented chiropractic doctor who also holds a Master of Public Health degree from the University of Pittsburgh. I use safe, natural, effective methods to get your body to work better and restore your health by addressing the root cause of your problem, which is often the lifestyle and environmental factors. My objective is health restoration. And the protocol is designed specifically for you as a unique individual. It is not a generic treatment for a condition to take away symptoms. So whether your goal is to optimize your already good health, review your supplement regime, or to address the root cause of a chronic disease such as diabetes, I can help you. To make an appointment, call 412-922-9355. That's 412-922-WELL. Or come visit us at our Green Tree Crafton location at 2419 Baldwick Road. Our website is drweiner.com, drweiner.com. However, I want to be clear that I do not diagnose or treat disease. And if you're taking drugs, you're not to, to stop taking the medications on your own. But rather, as you improve through better lifestyle choices... You can ask your doctor to reduce the amount and possibly even stop taking them altogether. I have helped many patients and clients achieve this. And today's topic is chronic pulmonary, uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. That's COPD. It's also known as chronic lower respiratory disease. I will be using the term COPD for convenience. COPD is a collection of chronic inflammatory lung diseases that cause airflow blockage and breathing-related issues. It includes chronic bronchitis, chronic asthma, and emphysema. COPD is the third leading cause of death in the United States. That statistic staggered me. When I saw that in your notes, I could not believe that. Yes. It's amazing. It is. And... uh, you know, because so much attention goes to cancer and heart disease, this is often overlooked as a problem. And uh, 
And besides it being the third leading cause of death in the United States, it can be very debilitating in, na- in its nature. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But picture this. Every time we breathe, we take in oxygen to keep us alive. How all, however, also consider that along with that life-sustaining oxygen comes in germs and pollutants such as cigarette smoke and air pollution. In fact, many of us in this part of the country are exposed to large amounts of both outdoor and indoor air pollution every day. The long-term consequences, especially when combined with smoking, have been associated with reduced lung function and the development of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, such as chronic asthma, chronic bronchitis, and emphysema, and along with that, premature death. With COPD, the airways in your lungs become inflamed and they thicken. And the tissue where oxygen is exchanged is destroyed. The flow of air in and out of your lungs decreases, when, which results in less oxygen entering. And it becomes harder to get rid of the waste gas, which is what? Carbon dioxide. As the disease gets worse, shortness of breath makes it harder to remain active. Now, it's very easy for me to see how this can happen. I started smoking when I was 14 and a half years old. I would steal my father's pell-mell, which are non-filtered cigarettes, very similar to Camel. And I did it, I guess, to be cool and rebellious. What was I thinking My father was already suffering from heart disease, and he was a young man. Anyway, in high school, I joined the gymnastics team, and I spent lots of time working out on the rings and the parallel bars. So you can imagine what an unpleasant surprise it was to me in just a matter of three years when I appeared to be at my fittest. I was unable to walk up comparatively gentle incline hills without stopping to catch my breath. In addition, I was starting to hack up this brown mucus, brownish black mucus, which I assumed was tar from the cigarettes. Now, that was a little scary. And it was also embarrassing to walk up a hill and be passed by others who did not look nearly as fit as I did. So I quit. It took about a year to do so. But by the time I was 20... The habit and addiction was over. It was the single best thing I ever did for my health, and I will leave it at that. I am convinced that if I would have continued smoking, I would be suffering from COPD, some kind of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and that is if I was still alive. To better understand COPD, it is helpful to appreciate how our lungs work. In your mind's eye, picture your lungs as an upside-down tree, with the trachea, commonly known as our windpipe, being the trunk. The air we breathe goes down our trachea, our windpipe, which divides into two main airways. Think of them as the two main branches or airways in our lungs, and they are called the bronchi which keep dividing into smaller and smaller branches until they become terminal bronchioles. 
There are as many as 30,000 tiny bronchioles in each lung. 30,000 in each lung. Now, at the end of the bronchial tree are the alveoli, the air sacs, and they are vital to respiration because they are responsible for the primary function of the lung, which is exchanging oxygen and carbon dioxide between the lungs and our bloodstream. There are thousands of these small sacs called the alveoli at the end of each bronchial, which adds up to millions of alveoli. The alveoli are covered with a dense network of tiny blood vessels called capillaries. And the carbon dioxide in the blood of the capillaries is exchanged for the oxygen in the alveoli. We'll be back soon, but I want you to remember the alveoli, those tiny sacs that are responsible for the exchange of oxygen with the carbon dioxide that's coming from the capillaries. Don't forget 412-922-WELL or 9355 to make an appointment to become one of his many patients at the Weiner <laughs> Wellness Center. We'll be right back with Dr. Honigman. It's time to get well naturally with natural health experts, Dr. Joseph Honigman, Dr. Gideon Orbach, and Jeffrey Nisnik. All right, let's get back now to uh, Dr. Joseph Hahnemann. Don't forget, uh, drwiner, W-I-N-E-R.com. Go ahead, Doc. Okay, so now I'm going to summarize what I just said. So what happens is, in summary, the fresh oxygenated air from our lungs flows through the alveoli into our blood to nourish our cells and carbon dioxide enters into the alveoli from our blood to be exhaled when we breathe out. So now hopefully you have a better understanding of how important the bronchioles, those 30,000 bronchioles that are in each lung, and the millions of alveoli that are located at the end of the alveoli, of the bronchioles, known as our air sacs, are to our ability to breathe and get oxygen into our bloodstream and get rid of the carbon dioxide. Now, emphysema is a condition in which the alveoli, the tiny air sacs at the end of the smallest passages, the bronchioles, are damaged or destroyed as a result of harmful exposure to cigarette smoke or other irritating gases and particulate matter, making it progressively difficult to breathe. With emphysema, the walls of our lungs lose their elasticity, meaning they can't constrict to allow for exhaling. So exhaling becomes very limited, and this can result in very restricted airflow. In fact, shortness of breath is one of the early signs of emphysema, as is fatigue. To understand what it may be like to have emphysema, try this. Rob, do you want to try this? All right, Go ready? Ahead. Okay. Taking a normal breath, but now only exhale a little of that breath, just a little bit. Now, do that three times without, you know, exhaling fully. And you're going to have a much better idea about how difficult it is to breathe. Oh, I did that. <laughs> I need to make an appointment. No. Boy, that'll that's, hit home. That's emphysema, yeah? Oh, those poor people. Yes. <laughs> now, fortunately, not everybody has it, like, you know, extremely severe, but it gets there. 
over time because it's it's a progressive disease unless you really you are aggressive in stopping it from getting worse. Now, other symptoms uh, besides that difficulty breathing are chest tightness, frequent lung infections, wheezing, reduced appetite and weight loss. And although emphysema's primary symptoms are that difficulty breathing and fatigue, you may also go on to experience additional complications including difficulty performing tasks that require concentration, decreased mental alertness, you're not getting any oxygen to your brain, or blue or gray fingernails, known as cyanosis, especially after physical activity. That's emphysema. Chronic bronchitis. With chronic bronchitis, which is another type of COPD, the lining of the bronchial tubes, right? It's called bronchitis. So it's the lining of the bronchial tubes become inflamed. And there is an overproduction of mucus leading to a chronic cough, which makes it difficult to breathe. In addition, the smooth muscles in our lung tissue contracts, further obstructing airflow. Eventually, scar tissue forms in our lungs, and the small airways become narrowed and destroyed, and they simply don't allow in as much oxygen as we need. So, a daily cough, mucus production, and difficulty breathing are hallmarks of chronic bronchitis. Now, doesn't that sound very similar to the symptoms of asthma that I discussed last week? It does. However, in asthma, breathing can return to normal between attacks, while breathing with COPD with chronic bronchitis, usually does not return to normal. And a COPD cough produces more mucus and phlegm, known as a productive cough. And for those of you listen, of those of you who listened last week, you may remember that with asthma, it's usually a non-productive cough with the mucus remaining in the lungs. The prolonged coughing of chronic bronchitis can be extremely debilitating. debilitating. It can cause exhaustion, insomnia, loss of appetite, and in severe cases, even broken ribs. So chronic bronchitis is a serious condition that can make our lungs a breeding ground for bacterial infections as well. The most common cause of chronic bronchitis is inflammation brought on by cigarette smoking. But breathing in dust or fumes for long periods of time can also be to blame. And air pollution will contribute to the cause or greatly worsen an existing problem. And that will be for either chronic bronchitis or emphysema. Allegheny County and the Pittsburgh region are among the worst in the nation for air pollution. In fact, for the fine air particle pollution, we are ranked eighth in the entire country. That's eighth. These small particles found in smoke, combustion particles, mold, and haze pose the greatest problem because they get deep into our lungs and may even get into our bloodstream. Exposure to to such particles can affect both our lungs a heart and cause serious health problems such as heart disease, cancer, 
COPD, and premature death. Just this past Tuesday in Pittsburgh, I heard it announced that the air quality was deemed not good and those with respiratory conditions were advised to stay indoors and be cautious. In fact, I was surprised. After giving my, uh, my talk, the discussion that we had last week on asthma, I heard, uh, I heard uh, the, the announcement that if you have any type of lung dysfunction, including asthma or COPD, you should be very cautious and stay inside because the air quality was just not good enough to go outside. And then there was also a discussion about the very high rates of asthma in children uh, in Pittsburgh. And I had just got done talking about that uh, last week uh, due to uh, the the air pollution, uh, especially near uh, polluting factories in, uh, in the area. Now, do the symptoms between chronic bronchitis and emphysema differ? They do, to some degree. Some overlap, but there are ways you may be able to tell them apart. Emphysema's primary symptom is shortness of breath. And there may be that blue or gray fingernail known as cyanosis. So if you've got severe shortness of breath and you got blue uh, or gray fingernails, you're probably well along the path of emphysema. If it's a profound shortness of breath, and you can have profound shortness of breath with emphysema. And of course, fatigue and lack of energy accompanies the shortness of breath. It may start small. For example, you may have difficulty breathing after a long walk, but over time, the shortness of breath worsens. Before long, you may have difficulty breathing even when you're sitting and doing nothing at all. Most people who develop asthma, they don't really have a cough or have excess mucus production. On the other hand, for chronic bronchitis, the main symptom is a daily cough and mucus production. There is some overlap, and I'll go over that very short, very quickly. For example, with both emphysema and chronic bronchitis, you're going to have shortness of breath and you're going to have fatigue. And it can be very, it can be intense for both. Uh, probably the shortness of breath, that profound shortness of breath, uh, is more likely associated with emphysema. With chronic bronchitis, you're going to have the cough and the excess mucus production. Also, with chronic bronchitis, you're more likely to have a fever. With either condition, people with COPD are at an increased risk of infection and developing heart disease, lung cancer, and a variety of other conditions. No wonder COPD is the third leading cause of death in the United States. Now, here is some really bad news. I don't think I was giving you great news as of uh, this moment, but unfortunately, people with COPD can have both emphysema and chronic bronchitis. In fact, most people with emphysema also have chronic bronchitis. However, it's not my intention to scare you, 
because most people have milder forms of the disease, which by just changing lifestyle can prevent it from progressing and getting worse. So how is COPD treated? Well, with conventional medicine, your doctor may prescribe medications such as bronchodilators. This helps open up airways to improve symptoms like breathing difficulty and coughing. Corticosteroids. These medications can improve breathing by removing inflammation in the lungs. But long-term use increases the risk of high blood pressure, diabetes, cataracts, and many other things. Obviously, these treatments are often necessary for someone with COPD and sometimes even necessary to keep them alive, especially during exacerbation. And we'll be back soon, right, Rob? Yeah, we're coming right back in a couple of moments. Uh, we've got news just a few minutes away, and then more with Dr. Honigman talking COPD. Next hour, it is The Raja Show on KDKA Radio. The following program has been paid for by the Weiner Wellness Clinic. It's time to get well naturally with natural health experts, Dr. Joseph Honigman, Dr. Gideon Orbach, and Jeffrey Nisnik. All right. So do I have to do that breathing thing again that you made me do? Because now I'm starting to worry. But that really proves what. Can you turn this around? People need to turn their lives around, back away from the cigarettes, live a healthier life, keep their weight in check. Go see you. Let them become one of your uh, your many patients. Uh, 412-922-WELL or 9355-WINER Wellness Center. But can you re- reverse it or at least help yourself naturally turn around once you get something like this? Or once you get it, you've got it. Well, there's absolutely no proof that you can uh, that you can reverse it yet. And notice, I said yet. You're skeptical about it. You you believe that there's always a possibility. Oh, absolutely. Look, when I first uh, started learning and getting involved with heart disease, uh, I don't know, like 35, 36 years ago, no one believed you could reverse heart disease. Right. That was considered to be impossible. You could slow it down, but you couldn't reverse it. The truth is, is I actually started working for a medical doctor uh, at Holy Redeemer Hospital by the name of Dr. Santilli, who was reversing heart disease. And along with that came about the same time was Dr. Dean Ornish and Dr. Esselstyn. And now all of a sudden we're getting before and after pictures of people reversing heart disease. And that was unheard of up to then. Totally unheard of. Nobody, well, you could slow it down, but you couldn't reverse it. So, you know, right now we don't have the, 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 the hardcore evidence to say you can. But I believe anything's possible. And I certainly think you can make progress. You could certainly s- stop it in its tracks or slow it down to a crawl. And I think you can make some progress on it. You could actually reverse it to some degree because you, because you're, your poor lifestyle was actually making it worse than it would be if you just basically had a neutral lifestyle. So certainly we can make improvements on that. So I believe there's many things that you can do to help yourself and beat the odds. And guess what the first thing we can do to alleviate the effects of COPD and, in my opinion, probably improve the condition? If you smoke, quit. Absolutely. Well, that's, yes, that is the absolute first thing. No doubt about it. What's the second thing that I always talk about? Give me a hint. Whole food, Food. plant-based diet. 
right? That really can make that much of a difference. Oh, absolutely. It can make a huge difference. You know, you eating of a whole food plant-based diet, high in fruits and vegetables, contain approximately 50, 60 times more oxidants than animal-based foods. And because oxidation plays a significant role in the worsening of COPD, it just makes sense to eat more fruits and vegetables. Listen, Michael McGregor, Michael Gregor, not McGregor, Michael Gregor, MD, and I quote him a lot, he wrote a book called How Not to Die. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. Great title. He says that for every serving of fruit we add to our daily diet, we may reduce our risk of getting and then eventually dying from COPD. In a very interesting study, and I have this study. In fact, I have, this in this talk alone, I have over 20 references. So these are peer-reviewed references. They're, you know, these aren't things that I just got out off the, the internet from, you know, Popeye the Sailor Man decided that he was going to become an expert. Uh, in a very interesting study, 120 COPD patients were randomized into two groups. Half were told to eat at least one extra serving of fruits or vegetables per day. And the other half stayed on their regular diet. The lung function of the half eating an extra serving of fruits and vegetables every day started out the same. So when they began, the they had um, uh, an equal amount of lung capacity. But here's the interesting thing. Those who ate the extra serving of fruits and vegetables did not get worse. In fact, if anything, it appeared that their lung function progressively improved a little over the next three years. Now, that's not supposed to happen. We were just talking about that. You know, you're, you're not, your lung function isn't supposed to improve. You know, the best you can get out of this is to stop it, you know, to, to stop the progression. But in this case, it actually showed a small amount of improvement. Well, that's excellent. In three years, you didn't even get worse. You got a little better. <clears throat> so the researchers speculated that it was the antioxidant effects of the fruits and vegetables, uh, or, you know, otherwise known as the anti-inflammatory properties, because that's what antioxidants do. They reduce inflammation. And the paper concluded, these findings suggest that a dietary shift to a higher antioxidant food intake may be associated with improvement in lung function. And in another study titled Nutritional Support and Functional Capacity in Chronic Obstructive Pulmonary Disease, it was found that nutritional support in COPD produces significant improvements. It didn't say they remain the same. It said it produces significant improvements in several functional outcomes, including respiratory and limb muscle strength. The lung is highly susceptible to injury mediated by oxidative stress. In other words, you know, the oxidative stress could cause inflammation. And it's possible that using the appropriate antioxidants will be effective in the treatment of COPD. And fruits and vegetables contain how many? Approximately 50 to 60 times more antioxidants than animal-based foods. Something else you can do for yourself. Water 
It's essential to healthy lungs, as dry lungs are more susceptible to irritation. It sounds like a no-brainer, but I'm one of those people that has to have water in front of them to drink it. And I'll bet there's a few of you out there that have to do the same. With chronic bronchitis, eliminate milk and milk products. The milk protein casein can irritate the immune system and stimulate mucus production. Well, then you're going to have to get a supplement to replace whatever vitamins you're getting out of some of these, right? If you can't take them anymore. Can't take what? Like if you can't drink any or have any dairy products at all. Or you... What are you getting out of the dairy, really? What kind of vitamins and minerals are you so, getting so out of dairy? So nothing of significance. Not really. I mean, okay. they have some vitamin D in it. It's got protein in it. Uh, um, you know, it's, you're, you're mostly drinking it, um, I'm assuming, you know, for the, for I, I, honestly, anything you can get out of milk, you can, you can get out of the, your green leafy vegetables and a whole lot more, even the calcium. There's no proof whatsoever that drinking a lot of milk prevents osteoporosis. None. None that I've ever seen. Um, anyway, that's another talk. No, but and, no. and we will talk about it when I talk about osteoporosis. You make me think. So, in fact, if you think about it, just real brief. Look, milk was made for a cow's mother. Human beings are the only animals in the entire world that continue to drink milk after we're weaned from drinking our mother's milk. It would be weird enough to drink your own mother's milk when you're 30 years old. Now you're drinking a cow's mother's milk that was designed to raise a baby cow to be, I don't know, how much do they weigh when they're, you know, six months old? Okay, so... All those hormones that were designed for that baby cow, you're drinking in. That's, you know, probably not all that great for us. And now add to that all of the hormones, growth hormones and antibiotics that were feeding that cow. So let me ask you, has lactose intolerance been around since time or do you think we created that? Because- it's been around since time. There are entire populations of people who never developed the ability to digest uh, lactose or casein. And in fact, it's still the number one food intolerance and food, uh, um, uh, not just intolerance, uh, but... Uh, issue. Uh, what? It's a big issue. It's a huge, it's, it's a big issue. Look, if you have to take an enzyme to be able to drink this, don't you think that there you might should... be something wrong with this thing? Maybe don't All drink right. it. Now... On the other hand, you know, hey, if you're doing, if you if you have your own cows and they're pasture-raised and you have a glass of pasture-raised milk here I, I and there. I like milk myself. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm okay with it. Uh, I don't see a problem with that for, for a lot of people because over the years, I believe they've genetically grown, uh, they've genetically developed the ability to, to deal with that. And, and I know some of the healthiest uh, people in the world still drink like goat's milk for sure, and maybe small amounts of, 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 of milk, but not the kind of milk you're buying in the grocery store. We're going to take a break. Much more of this good stuff just moments away with Dr. Hahnemann. 412-922-WELL. Become one of his patients. Call today, 412-922-9355. Find out more at com. It's time to get well naturally with natural health experts, Dr. Joseph Honigman, Dr. Gideon Orbach, and Jeffrey Nisnik. So as I approach 62, Doc, 
Let me just tell you, get well naturally. I want to stay well naturally. Real quick, if you, you know, I read somewhere that if you take a walk 15 minutes a day, it can literally change your whole outlook physically, mentally, and emotionally. Just a walk 15 minutes a day. And for a guy who loves to walk, you, you, you believe in that? I believe it's a good start. Yeah. That, you know, I don't think walking 15 minutes a day is really going to, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, change your life. Uh, maybe if you're taking that walk for 15 minutes and, and you get some, uh, uh, you know, some insights, some great insight in, into what you ought to do in terms of uh, the other things that you need to do to keep healthy, then absolutely. You know, hopefully some you, you, you get that that spark, you know, that idea that 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 inspiration but you know walking you need to stay physically active period okay you not just walk for 15 minutes you can't sit for eight hours a day and walk for 15 minutes or (laughs) half an hour or even an hour and expect that to make up for the entire rest of the day as being inactive. Now, what I've seen recently, which I think is really cool, is that more and more people are wearing uh, watches, whether it's the Fitbit, Fitbit right. watch or something else, or they're uh, programming their Apple watch or whatever it might be to measure how many steps they take during a day so that they have some idea of how active they are for the entire day. And then you can make your own goals Certainly some people are going to set it for 15,000 steps a day and others are going to set it for 700 steps a day. And and that's fine, depending on what your goals are. But in generally speaking, exercise should be in addition to being active. And then, you know, as you get older, you have to achieve balance in your body, which means that you have to do some stretching exercises, whether it's in the form of yoga or whether it's in the form of, you know, the stretches that you've learned throughout your your years, you have to do some strengthening exercises and you have to do a little bit of endurance. And most likely, you have to do what you dislike the most because that means that's where you're the weakest. That's what you've, what you've let go in your life. And I, I, that was true for me, for sure. This is what you get when you become one of his patients. You get this one-on-one instruction, guidance, help. Please pick up the phone, make a call, become one of his patients, 412-922-WELL, 412-922-9355. We're going to finish up now on COPD with Dr. Honigman from the Weiner Wellness Center as we're getting ready to wrap up another week of Get Well Naturally. Doc. Okay, so, you know, that was a great lead into exercise because actually, uh, as strange as it may seem, uh, Exercise is recommended when you have trouble breathing. Exercise does help many people with COPD. It does this by strengthening your legs and your arms, improving endurance, and you may be able to breathe better. And walking is a good exercise to build endurance. Uh, Participating in a pulmonary rehabilitation program is probably the best way to learn exercise because you want somebody to be working with you one-on-one with exercise if you have COPD. Now, in terms of walking in general, just briefly, you know, people, some people come with all kinds of, uh, uh, of dysfunctions that maybe one of their knees uh, is replaced or one of their hips is replaced or they're extremely overweight. Well, you, at that point, you start with five minutes a day. Five minutes a day is better than none at all. So, you know, start somewhere and work from there. Breathing exercises can help improve lung function. 
So I teach breathing exercises for just about everything, whether it's for stress, whether it's to uh, improve uh, the function of your heart or to improve the function of your lung. I've been practicing diaphragmatic breathing for for over 40 years, and I do include it uh, as part of my package to help you if you have COPD or any type of lung dysfunction. Now let's get to the supplements. And if you if you call and say that you heard it on the radio, you'll get it for 20% off. So the following uh, recommendations are ester C. Vitamin C can provide additional protection against the oxidative effects of air pollution and smoke. So I'm just using it uh, in terms of how it can help your lungs. Vitamin C. COQ10. Uh, this is a powerful antioxidant. It can improve the use of Oxygen at the cellular level. In one study, COQ10 supplementation improved exercise performance in people with COPD. These results showed that in patients with COPD, dietary supplementation with COQ10 and creatine improves functional performance. And they felt better in general. Um, Also, uh, I'm going to recommend vitamin D3. Now, if you live in Pittsburgh, you should be taking vitamin D3 during this time of the year, every day. But uh, it's been shown that vitamin D can modulate the activity of various immune killer cells, inhibit inflammatory responses, and regulate airway or airway smooths muscles. They can relax the muscles that constrict our lungs. Omega-3s. One study showed a significant improvement in shortness of breath and decrease in inflammatory markers in COPD. So these are studies that actually use these supplements with people suffering from COPD. Magnesium. People with COPD often have low levels of magnesium. Magnesium is important. It is important for normal lung function, and it is known to be a potent bronchodilator. Effects of acute magnesium loading on pulmonary function of COPD patients was actually the name of the study that showed that, effects of acute magnesium loading on pulmonary function of stable COPD patients. A good probiotic is excellent. We have many, of course, at our store. If you call and say, you know, you want the Frontier Biotics or the Superbiotics, get it for 20% off. Uh, that's, uh, there's vital crosstalk between uh, the mucosal tissues of our body, including those of our lungs, uh, and our gut. Uh, <clears throat> Air Max. Finally, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up the supplements with Air Max. Two twice a day is what I recommend. This supplement contains several ingredients that are helpful with COPD, uh, including bromelain, quercetin, and perilla, and there's others there as well. And acetylcysteine, which is a great mucolytic to help get rid of the mucus, especially if you have chronic bronchitis. But uh, I would love for you to make an appointment so we could go over this in more detail because if you've got chronic uh, bronchitis or even uh, asthma or emphysema, we really do need to make it, uh, uh, spe- we need to specialize it for your particular case. So uh, the, a reminder, the supplements on sale are COQ10, vitamin D3, omega-3 fatty acids, uh, magnesium uh, glycinate, uh, Air Max, and Buffered C. And they uh, are all associated with helping to improve COPD. So, Rob, 
third leading cause of death in the United States. That even had to dumbfound you. And I mean, I, that, that, that's unbelievable. When you think about all the things that can kill us, this is a very serious problem. Yeah, it's a very serious problem. And if it doesn't kill you, it can it's debilitate true. you. So anyway, um, uh, I want to remind everyone to visit our website, www.drweiner.com. You can find a lot of great information there. There's background bios of all the practitioners, including me, Dr. Orbach, uh, uh, Jeff Nisnik, and Adam Kawash. I should have said those and me. That's the proper English. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Weiner would have gotten on my case. He would have. Uh, uh, thank you for tuning in. I want to wish everybody a joyous weekend. And don't forget, you can call our office at uh, 412-922-9355, 412-922. Uh, two two nine three five five and order all of our supplements. Uh, this is your host, Dr. Joseph Honigman, and keep warm. Don't feel bad. I used to look for him in the parking lot, and I would hide my soda pop. So believe me, I miss him. I think about him every day. Folks, stay with us. More to come next. This program has been paid for by the Weiner Wellness Clinic. The views expressed in this program are not necessarily those of KDKA or its parent companies. The information in this program is for general informational purposes only. Listeners are encouraged to consult with their health provider regarding their specific medical issues. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.